You are now tuned in to Poppy Chulo Radio, your web portal for the best in pop culture. Now let our songs show the powerful magic. We can make This is a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. PoppyChuloRadio.com is currently looking to expand its web presence, and we're looking for your help. If you're a fan of Poppy Chulo Radio and its signature series, please visit GoFundMe.com slash PoppyChuloRadio and help us with our campaign. Every dollar amount donated will be improving the Poppy Chulo Radio experience and making it more interactive and user-friendly. We thank you in advance for your support. This has been a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. We now return you to our regularly scheduled programming. The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Storybrook Weekly Mirror, the unofficial Once Upon a Time podcast, a poppychuloradio.com and iTunes exclusive. Poppy Chulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Monday, May 8th. 2017 and i'm your host jeffrey Aruz. during tonight's broadcast we're going to recap review and dissect the latest episode of once upon a time later on in the broadcast get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hit abc series as casting scoops spoilers and ratings please welcome my musical co-hosts Brittany garcia down with love. Wait, I don't remember how the musical goes. I'm so bad. But I guess you all can tell that that might be my favorite. Or not. We'll see as we keep talking about the musical episode. Oh my god, guys. Hi, and I'm so excited about this episode. Okay. That was kind of a song. I will approve. Katie? Love is the most powerful magic of all. There you go. You got it from me. Yes. <laughs> I... I'm so excited to talk to you guys tonight. There's there's some bittersweet stuff coming up, but for the most part, I'm really excited to talk about the musical with you guys. Listeners, Katie has a lovely singing voice. I'm just saying, it, like oh, she wow. doesn't. I downplay. What are you What are you trying to say? <laughs> no, wow. I'm ju- no, I'm just saying. Like I've actually heard Katie sing before, and, and Katie can actually sing. I'm just saying. So what Whatever. are you saying? So what are, What are you? Oh, Dios mío! And. <laughs> 
Priscilla Rocha. I'm just gonna pull a dark one and just turn around and be like, do you really think I'm gonna sing on the dark one? <laughs> hey guys, what's up? Alright everybody, let's get into it. Let's jump into our recap of Season 6, Episode 20, which was titled, The Song in Your Heart, and aired May 7th. 2017. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. In flashback, Snow and Charming make a special wish that Emma will be protected. The result of their wish has the whole kingdom bursting into song, which infuriates the evil queen. Meanwhile, in Storybrooke, the Black Fairy announces her plans to unleash another curse on the town, while Emma and Hook prepare for their wedding so let's get into it let's get everyone's initial reaction to this episode and we'll start off with katie okay so i was one of the people who was psyched and wanted a musical for years and when we finally got the news that the musical was going to happen i was psyched and then we heard that the big wedding that i've been waiting for was going to happen in the same episode and I don't think I could have been any more excited about anything. And I I will admit, I wanted to go into the episode completely unspoiled, but then they had to release the album, like, on Friday. And so I might have memorized the songs by Friday night. Katie, you I cheated. <laughs> I did cheat. I... I was very weak and I listened to them. And they were amazing. And then seeing the episode was even better. They just... I think that they really blew everything out of the water. It was so good. And I just thoroughly enjoyed every minute of it. It felt like the excitement of a season one episode again to me. And I just, I uh, could talk about it all night. It was so good. And that's what we're going to do, Katie. But uh, let's allow (laughs) other people to share their initial reactions. I'm just teasing you, Katie. So we're going to go with Priscilla. What's your initial reaction to the episode? Man, after like, we, we've had a couple of like shows that, that, are, that are musicals with like Flash and ages ago with Buffy. So this was this musicals are, are there to liven your heart. They're there to make like a dark situation like come out with a song and like and it's i i expected good things from it and i was completely blown away with how like they surpassed what i thought like a musical for once upon a time would be like i i loved it i found myself like humming the songs afterwards and even at the very beginning little baby emma like humming emma's the emma's theme and to find out that there's actually lyrics to that like just I love it. It's it's, it's the best. <laughs> the, the wedding was kind of an afterthought, like in comparison to like all this cool stuff that's going that's going on with like the musical, and that's my one like oh damn. But like other than that, I I I really liked this episode. Awesome, Brittany. What about you? I have to agree with my co-host here. I think. 
I, 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 I'm honestly really sad that some people are like, oh my god, musicals, oh, I don't like them. Like, I don't, I don't know where that comes from, but it could be because I like choir and I was in choir, but I just know that if they have a talented cast that can sing, then it's going to be good. Like, you got to put faith in it. You know that these people aren't going to come in here and make a, a, a musical and it's going to be lame. They're going to have catchy songs. They're going to have amazing wardrobe. You know, and they're going to have the characters that we love singing about the things that, you know, mean a lot to them or who they used to be or what they're all about. And I mean, how do you not want that? Like, I mean, seriously, out of all the shows I think I, I watch, Once Upon a Time would be the one with the mm -hmm. musical. So my expectations were quite high. Like, you know, it's got to knock it out of the park. And like Priscilla, I went into this like happy, excited, and I know it's going to be good, but I didn't. I didn't anticipate how good it was going to be. And I knew some of the cast had really good singing voices. Um, some really, really surprised me. Uh, and I just ended up loving the, the whole episode. I loved how they structured the episode. Um, I loved the theme. I loved the wedding. The songs were great. It was just a fun hour of, of, our, of our favorite show that we come here to talk about every week. So just expectations were blown away and i just love this episode definitely made for like one of those episodes you can rewatch over and over and not get bored of yeah all right now so kudos all around uh, even coming from me like i thoroughly enjoyed this episode as well i had so much fun watching it Some of the songs are very earwormy, and uh, that's a good thing because uh, the music was fantastic this episode. If I were to nitpick anything, I completely agree with Priscilla. The wedding was a bit of an afterthought. I wish that we weren't... Um, maybe I'll wish on the, on the wishing star. I wish that we weren't rushing to the final battle, that we had mm -hmm. a completely separate episode for the musical and a completely separate episode for the wedding because I, i think i think an entire episode about the wedding would have been uh, much more i don't know much more satisfying especially for these characters that have gone through so much but you know i i can't wish on the star unfortunately so uh, i'm satisfied with what we saw And I thoroughly enjoyed it, and uh, I have the album, and I will be listening to a lot of the songs over and over again, because it was that good. All right, so before we get into a thorough recap of the latest episode of Once Upon a Time, here's our announcer with a few reminders on how you can interact with us. Thanks, announcer. All right, let's get into it. A uh, quick shout out to the opening title card, which featured an orchestra in the forest uh, playing and singing the theme song. So it was really cute. It was, and completely unexpected and, and very nice. Mm-hmm. So, listeners, we're going to do something a little different tonight, because this episode was a little different. We are going to grade each, not grade, I should say, rate each song. So, kind of like how we rate the episode with the apples, this time around, we will be rating each song with music notes. So, you can give one to ten music notes point system is allowed so you can do like eight, eight and a half music notes that kind of thing and if you deem 
a song worth more than 10, you may grant it a golden music note. But there's a twist. Magic comes with a price. And these magical music notes that have appeared for you today do have a price. And the price that you pay is you may only grant one song a golden music note. So it has... I quit. quit. We're done. It has to be your most favorite song. No! Boom, boom, boom. Get out! I quit! <laughs> I quit! I quit. Goodbye, everybody. Yes. This is gonna be fun. Priscilla's there all quiet. She's like, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. No, because I, I, ha- I have to start calculating in my head which one gets the golden one. <laughs> no! Like, I did not plan for this. Shit. That's too funny. Alright, everybody. This is exciting. So let's start off in the enchanted forest of the past. So uh, it seems as if the Charmings have just uh, returned from speaking to Rumple, and Rumple talks about the prophecy of Emma and all that kind of stuff. And uh, Snow is frustrated with everything about the evil queen and Rumple and Emma that uh, she goes out onto the balcony of uh, her palace and uh, she ends up making a wish that her daughter would be safe and, and, and happy. And so the next day the wish comes true and uh, a bird starts chirping a happy tune and snow discovers that she's singing and that uh charming is singing and uh, they discover that they can defeat regina through the power of music and that leads us directly into our first song which is titled powerful magic so it's a duet between snow and uh, charming so let's talk about powerful magic the song that opened our musical adventure what do we think of it so let's start off with katie okay so this song is fabulous i when we were listening to the interviews and the articles coming out about who is going to be singing who is scared to sing all of that it was kind of revealed that Jennifer Goodwin was terrified to sing and she almost didn't sing until she did. And Adam and Eddie were like, uh, you have a voice, you are singing. And I'm glad they did because she has such a, such a Disney princess voice. And so, so does Josh. They both have like their song combined together, them singing. They, this is such a Disney song like this. If you think about a Disney movie, this is what you would expect to come out of it. It encompasses their entire story. Um, it encompasses them as a couple. Uh, it just encompasses the theme of the show. It's It was such a fun song. I loved when Josh, or sorry, Charming, first came bursting into the room. And he was talking about how he sounds good. And yes, <laughs> he's so classic. He's like the... the- 
that other movie. Oh, I forgot the the one with Char- where Charming comes out and he sings Agony. Like yes, that, that whole like. Oh, oh I thought you were. I thought you were gonna say Enchanted with the uh, the prince that comes out and he's like, oh, I've been dreaming, and he got friend over. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Both of them are good. Oh my gosh, it was just a perfect moment. It felt like one of those, like you said, it was like it was such a Disney prince type voice and song and part for him. I just I loved it. It was so cute, and the dancing was cute, and the way they ended it, it was just it was so cute. I couldn't stop smiling through the whole thing and yes this is one of my favorite songs for sure i have all the words memorized and i just love them so much (laughs) nice i like it josh dallas i know you've worked the west end across the pond but we need to get you on broadway i'm just saying because that voice blew me away i was completely surprised that josh dallas could sing that way Brittany, what about you what did you think of the song powerful magic I mean, it's in the title. It's powerful. Um, I swear, <laughs> if, if you were to show that clip or that song to somebody who doesn't watch Once Upon a Time, but you told them, hey, I'm going to show you this, and this is um, Snow White and Prince Charming singing, I think they would be like, wow, that's really them. Like, if anything was going to cement um, that Josh and... Um, well, I, I totally heard... I'm blanking out on her name. Um, Jenny. Jennifer. Jenny. Yes. Yes. Why? Wow, I totally forgot my train of thought. If anything was going to cement them as Snow White and Prince Charming, it would be this. Um, mm-hmm. It was just so beautiful so it, and just so Disney. And I think that's the perfect way to start the episode and the perfect song and the perfect duet. Um, it was just all well done. Just awesome. And just. I mean, I know I'm all about darkness, but if I'm throwing that away, if I'm putting that, like, uh, if I'm going to throw shade at that, um, this is it. This is what I like. And once upon a time, they nailed it. They knew what they had to do, and they did it. And and like all of you guys, I had no idea, I had no idea that Josh could sing like that. I knew he could probably sing, but I was just like, okay, I see you. <laughs> I see you. And just that his entrance, I think, just, like, was one of the best moments in the episode. So, yeah, I like I it. No, I, I completely agree. I, I remember sitting there waiting for like the fir- like the first chime of music, like something. And I, I realized at the time, like, okay, the reasoning behind like this, this singing is flimsy at best. But who cares? That I'm just here for the music. Let me hear you guys sing, and. Ginny starts and it's just I don't know he she really does sound like 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 Snow White like and not even like if you'd get like a dollar store DVD version of called like Snow Blanc or something like no like she's (laughs) she's Snow White Mm -hmm. and with like and it it, is it weird to say like, like like they they pair beautifully together like both of them are like, they're like a couple in real life, and they're a yeah. couple here. They were just and they're meant like, to be. Yeah, it like cements that they truly are like the real life Prince Charming and Snow White. Like, not even kidding. <laughs> yep. They they did the damn thing. It's beautiful. Like, I completely agree with all of you. I thought this was the quintessential like Disney movie musical 
song. It was perfect for them. Their voices sound sounded really great together. The choreography was cute. Like it was just a great musical number to open the episode. Strong vocals all around and the lyrics are really really good too, expressing a lot of the themes of the show about love and you know, love being the most powerful magic of all. So Let's get into it. Let's rate this song. We're going to rate Powerful Magic 1 to 10 music notes with uh, a golden music note in your satchel as well if you would like to use it. We're going to start off with Katie. Okay, so since I can only give one golden music note... I know, listeners, let me fill them in on the behind the scenes, because there's an entire show going on behind the scenes, listeners, and uh, we're having a mutiny, because certain people have had already graded everything, and now they are scrambling (laughs) to figure stuff out, now that they don't have as many golden... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're not as golden as they were entering the podcast. So, Katie, I apologize for interrupting. Go ahead. God! Anyways, I will hold off my golden music note, even though I would have given it to this one if you hadn't screwed everything up. So I'm going to give magic comes with a price, dearie. It does. I'm going to give this 10 music notes because like I said, like for all the reasons I said, it was it was fantastic. And it was just a true Prince Charming and Snow White song. And can't put it any other way really all right Brittany. well i was one of the people that had already graded my songs uh it took a long time took about an hour and i'm just kidding it was really easy to grade these until i was given the rules so um for this song i have to agree with katie i'm giving it the 10 notes it was actually not one of the ones that I gave a golden uh, music note to. Ooh. So it, it is a 10, straight up 10 out of 10 notes. It was just the perfect opening, solid opening, Disney-ish song. Um, they nailed it, Snow White and Prince Charming. They nailed the love song that to start off the episode. Um, and it was just, it was good. It was good, it was catchy, and I'm going to remember it forever. Pretty much, and I'm probably gonna download it. Don't tell them I don't. Don't ever repeat these words. That the darkness is going to get a powerful love song. So, yeah, ten notes. How adorable, Priscilla. What about you? Totally not like a surprise at all. Ten notes too. Like, it's not my golden. I know which one my golden is. My like my golden was set on like playback. <laughs> the rest of like the day (laughs) and the rest of today too but um yeah this is definitely a good note to start off with like i see what you did there thank you (laughs) you're welcome all right i agree with everybody 10 music notes it was a great opening number a powerful magical beautiful romantical opening number between our our otp or one of the otps i thought it was beautifully done so tens all around for powerful magic so next 
we see that the wish is also affecting the evil queen and she starts to notice the entire forest singing which annoys her so this is the song that was split into two because originally the musical was going to feature seven tracks but they split this song into two which sort of makes a little bit more sense because um yeah because of how the song is composed so we're going to go with the first half of the song which is which is its own track and that's the queen sings which features the evil queen discovering that she's also singing and it also um showcases some of the other enchanted forest residents singing as well including the magic mirror grumpy and the dwarves geppetto with pinocchio granny and of course a very short reprise of powerful magic featuring uh, snow and uh, charming so what did we think of uh, the queen sings we'll start off with Brittany. Oh my god. I liked it. It was like a bunch of cameos of random people that we know. I don't know why it would be random then. But we got all the um, all our favorite characters kind of having their own little number. Um, I was really surprised that Grumpy can sing. I didn't see that coming. But I was okay <laughs> with it. I think that was my favorite one. Um, no, wait, no, it's Granny. Granny's my favorite one. I just thought of you, Jeff, when she was singing. Shout out to Granny. I was, like, she... I was like, I was like, I bet you wrote a letter saying, "Please let Granny sing something. Like, just let her come out." Yes. And I think this was like the perfect like way to get her in here. And um, also Geppetto and Pinocchio. Just it was nice. I liked it. And just seeing how uh, Regina was like, "Ew, singing. No, please stop." I was like, "Oh my God, it's me." But at the same time, I do love this. So it didn't, it wasn't me, but I loved it. Just, I just, awesome. And it was just funny. And we needed that, I guess, for the way the episode was starting. We did need some fun. And I feel like that brought it. All right, now, a small production note. Jacob Davies, the actor that played young Pinocchio, had become too old for the role. That uh, the role was played by his younger brother, Jack, who looks very much like him. And there's this quote out there, Jack had never really wanted to act, and, and he's not interested in acting, but he did this uh, as a favor to his brother, and, and the quote is, to keep Pinocchio in the family, which I think is kind of adorable. Yeah, that is really cute. I didn't realize that. I didn't yeah. realize that either. That's cute. Fun fact. <laughs> Priscilla, what about you? What did you think of uh, The Queen Sings? I see why the, the the song was placed there. Like it's 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 an it's a neat callback to all of the characters in the background cuz really like as much as you can love Once Upon a Time, it's not just about like the main cast. It's about Granny. It's about the dwarves it's about like their stories too and i i'm i'm trying to justify like why it's there and why i should like it but this wasn't one of my favorite songs this wasn't one of the ones that i was like thinking about over and over i was like trying to think of the lyrics to it again like it's it's hard for me to remember so 
I, I, I feel like some nice positive thoughts towards it, but like it's not necessarily my favorite song. Katie. Um, I, I do. I agree with the fact that I loved how they brought in these guest stars to kind of have a little snippet of their own songs as well, because as much as we love Once Upon a Time and the core characters, the show is definitely has a good spot for these guest characters as well. And they've impacted our core characters to a very good degree. So it's, I love that they were able to include some of them, some of the more beloved ones that we recognize like Geppetto and Pinocchio and granny and the dwarves. Um, I love how we got to see that. And they also included, and I can't forget him, the magic mirror who we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. So it was nice to have him back. Um, and I liked how they did it by kind of looking at them through the evil queen's magic mirrors. And then we ended with snow and charming song that we had seen earlier and how Regina just got pissed off by that and just yelled at them to stop. It was so great. It was so classic Regina. Um, it, I mean, I wouldn't count this as like a huge song or anything that left a lasting impression on me just because there were little snippets, but it was cute. I, I enjoyed that they added them. I think it added depth to the world of fairy tale land that we know of or that we knew of in season one. We also had CGI Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, that's right. It's cute. <laughs> yes. The song was interesting. It was certainly needed to uh, show that the curse really had affected everyone, or the the wish, uh, the the spell, whatever you want to call it, uh, had affected everyone. It was nice that uh, our sort of like core recurring characters from season one got the spotlight for a moment. Uh, I totally understand why they separated it from Love Doesn't Stand a Chance because it, it just it, it doesn't make any sense why they would be placed together because it really would have served just sort of like as an intro to it. So I, I get why they separated it as a song by itself. It doesn't um, it doesn't stand a chance to some of the other <laughs> more powerful <laughs> songs this episode but it was a decent song in and of itself so uh, let's rate this song grab your music notes and we'll start off with Brittany okay so I until you mentioned that this was that they cut this song into two or whatever they did um all together it would have been a, I would get a better um grade or not or rating from me um but watching it it was fun it was cute and it led into uh, a really great uh performance by lana so i just like that they had everyone in there i would have preferred if red riding hood came out i would have missed uh i would have liked to see her maybe she can sing i have no idea um for but for what it was it was fine it was nice I don't think I would uh, have it on repeat uh, to listen to, so I would probably give this uh, six music notes out of ten because oh it was clever. It was clever. It was cute, but it's not 
uh, a, a song even to me is not really a song. I feel like it's more of a um, like the beginning of a whole song. So it was just not my favorite, but it was fun to listen to and to watch mostly. So six out of ten. Okay, I love how you're trying to be kind and in justifying a horrible rating. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right. Um, Katie. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to give it a seven. Um, but just because it was cute and I loved that they included all of the various characters singing just to kind of give us a feel of the fact that the curse, not the curse, the spell kind of extended to everybody that was a good touch but it it didn't really leave like a lasting a super lasting impression um so yeah i guess a seven is what i'll say (laughs) okay i'm gonna give it eight music notes because we got to see our recurring characters sing but uh, in particular, because we got to see Granny sing. So she those, had a solo. I know. Yeah. Those eights are for you, uh, Granny. Well-deserved. <laughs> Priscilla, what about you? How would you rate this? Seven. Definitely a seven. Like, it's it's not something that's completely failing. It's not something that I was like, oh, get to the good part. Like, I listened to it. I liked it. But... Is it something that's memorable that's gonna like stick in my head? Am I gonna really remember like the each the lyric that was a twist on "Hi Ho" from the Dwarves? Like, not really. Like, so it's 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 a seven. So let's get into uh, the song that this uh, song basically set up. Love doesn't stand a chance. So the Evil Queen has had enough of listening to uh, the kingdom sing so she decides to take the music into her own hands and she dances and shimmies her way into uh, the lives of some of the residents of uh, the enchanted forest destroying things left and right and removing their um, their happiness through song So let's discuss Love Doesn't Stand a Chance. Uh, We'll start off with Priscilla. Man, I'm going to get some hate for this, but I didn't like it. Like, (gasps) maybe because I was was (laughs) totally thinking, like, Lana, like, you're such a badass. Like, of course you can sing. Of course, like, you're not going to need any auto-tune. You're not going to need anything to, like, keep in time to, like, your your motions to like to the beat of the song but i felt looking at it like she needed help like in both in, in both portions of it i felt like like britney mentioned this like maybe like off cam a little bit but like that some people complained that it took them out of it and it it really did like for me it was just kind of like huh what is this like i Maybe it's also because I come from, like, Disney where the villain songs are always the best songs. Like, they're always the stuff that hooks and catches you. And that was not the case with this song for me. Like, 
again, none of the songs in this in 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 the musical are bad. But if I have to give it like the the my my lowest grade, it's probably going to be this song. It was not my favorite. Very interesting. The plot thickens. Does anybody want to go next to to, to be a rebuttal to Priscilla? I think Brittany does. Oh, Brittany. <laughs> Damn, putting me on the spot, Katie. First you take, You're welcome. You take the praise from Jeff, and then you... She's throwing you oh. under the magical bus. Holy crap. <laughs> Gotta keep it up from last week. <laughs> yeah, so... No, I love this. Uh, I love this song. I think one of the things, like, I'll agree with you, Priscilla, that you look forward to and almost any Disney movie is the villain song, which is surprisingly, we don't get one in Aladdin, by the way, trivia. We don't have any song for Jafar. Um, so uh, it's just, wow. Uh, Lana did not blow me away with her vocals on the song, but the song was still strong enough that I liked her performance with it. Um her dancing and her cleavage and the hair and everything. It was just awesome. And the lyrics just really spoke to me. I mean, you know me, guys. Love doesn't stand a chance. Are you kidding me? Like, it is my theme song. Um, so uh, <laughs> props to the people who, who did the lyrics. who And Lana for really, you know, encompassing everything that is the evil queen. And I was going to say, you know, she hasn't been the evil queen in a long time, but she was this season. And I feel like this was the perfect song for her to just really let go. And I know some people didn't really like the dancing. It felt too much Broadway-ish, but I liked it. If there was any way that you were going to get um, the evil queen to go all out, it was going to be here. And I just, I enjoyed all of it. The lyrics were good. The outfit was good. The little places where she was going during the song. Like, she went to go see Geppetto. And I wasn't sure if she was, if uh, Pinocchio was hiding from her. Or he was hiding Pinocchio from her. Because she was being too seductive. I don't know what it was, but it was funny. And then she ripped up Granny's knitting. It was just, it was just all good. And I really, really liked it. But it wasn't my favorite. That, you know, that being said. But I still liked it it met my expectations but it didn't exceed them interesting katie well i tend to agree more with priscilla Ooh. I, I know. no wonder I you wanted... threw britney under the bus <laughs> yeah i know damn uh, i wanted to like this so bad but i i don't know why this is this is not my favorite song if I were to rate them all, I'd probably put this one on the bottom of my list, actually. Ah! But I think I understand why they went with the rock star tone for the Queen song, because I think it fit her character very well, and I do give them kudos to that. But for some reason, I feel like I didn't like the way that Lana sung it. I just feel like it wasn't properly in her range or it just didn't properly fit her voice. And I don't know what I just didn't really like it that much. Um, I wasn't bothered by her dance moves at all. I felt like they were fine. They kind of fit the character of overdramatic Regina very well. But 
I think it was the singing that I really just didn't enjoy that much. As much as I wanted to enjoy it. Because I liked... Spoiler. I liked Lana in the final song. Her little line in the final song I thought was great. It's just here... I don't know why. I didn't I didn't enjoy it that much. So this is definitely on the bottom of my list. Unfortunately. Interesting. See, I'm sort of <laughs> in the middle... I'm between uh, Priscilla and Katie and Brittany. I didn't dislike it, but it wasn't one of my favorites. I, I enjoyed the performance and the production values. I loved her sort of like jumping into uh, the different uh, locations of um, some of our recurring people and like wreaking havoc and uh, seeing... Uh, like, I I thought it was because she was being too seductive. And that's why uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> Pinocchio was, like, hiding. Yeah, I mean, uh, I Geppetto was that. hiding Pinocchio. Because yeah. I'm like, she's being very suggestive uh, around the children. Like, yeah, he's like, get oh down God. there. You can't see it. <laughs> no bueno. Go continue Watch carving your whale. And, uh, and, and I thought the lyrics were really good. I think the song is very earwormy. Like, you know, you could, you know, I could see myself, like, love doing the sand, the like, do, you know, doing that all the time, just because it's so catchy. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I necessarily like the, um, the musical voice that Lana decided on for the Evil Queen, because there, mm -hmm. there was this, like, entire quote from Lana on the web where... She was trying to figure out, like, what type of musical sound the Evil Queen had. And, and that's what she ended up deciding on, as opposed to, like, more of a, a sing-songy type of way, as she did in, in the line that she had in the final song. So, uh, that stylistic choice, I don't know if it was the best, but I get why she did it based on the song and how, you know, how rock ish it was so mm -hmm. there you go so i'm kind of in the middle between uh, priscilla and uh, katie and uh, Brittany. so let's rate this song and uh, we'll start off with priscilla oh damn um oh bother like i don't want to say that any of these songs fail like it was, it, it was, it was, oh god, like, I want to give it, like, between a five <laughs> and a six. I'm going to give it a six, though. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's okay. Uh, if it came out in my Spotify and I was listening to it, like, I'd let it play for, like, about a 30 seconds before switching to the next track. <laughs> but, so yeah, six. Well, Damn. All right now, Katie, since uh, we're bringing in the darkness first. <laughs> um, I am going to go with what I did for the previous song, and I'm going to say seven musical notes. Just because, like, you phrased it perfectly. I feel like I didn't like the tone that Lana went with for um, the Evil Queen singing voice. I loved... I understand why they went with that type of a song for her, but I just don't think it translated well with her voice. And I wanted to like it more than I did. But I will say, I liked the dancing. 
And I really liked the lyrics of the song. The lyrics were great. So I have nothing against the lyrics. It's just, I don't think the voice translated as well as I would have wanted it to. So seven musical notes from me. All right now. I'm going to go next. And I'm going to give it eight and a half. Just because uh, I don't think it was... I don't think it was horrible, as I mentioned. I, I think it's very earwormy. I like the production values of it. I love the dancing. And I, like I thought it was, I, I thought it was a fun number. It was not the best. It was not the worst. And uh, yeah, I, I wish that we would have gotten a little bit more of a just a maybe a catchier song for the villain just because as it has been mentioned the villains usually get the really like the best songs in Disney musicals but it wasn't horrible and if I would give it anything like th the reason why it, it, it was it isn't higher for me it's probably sort of like the rock tone that that was just a little different than everything else it was very like rock opera type of thing which um isn't necessarily my favorite style when it comes to musicals but it i don't know it wasn't horrible but it wasn't the best so sorry regina but Brittany, what about you you disappoint me jeff i know i, I thought you would i thought you'd be a regina thing uh regina thing a regina fan all the way yeah you all gave it some bad scores i'm giving it 10 out of 10 and i'm gonna tell you why a lot of you oh, didn't a lot of you guys school didn't katie like the, you guys didn't like the style the rock and stuff that is my genre when i go to concerts my favorite genre is called symphonic metal so this is this is me it is a woman who has a sexy voice whether it's going to be opera or regular tone the way we got lana here like more with like a a raspy but seductive voice that is the type of music i listen to where the woman is just like oh this is the type of stuff i listen to when i go for a run or whatever it just gets you pumped up this is my type of stuff and this totally fits the evil queen and then you got the lyrics which totally matches the tone and the music it's edgy she's talking about how she hates love and it's just it's awesome down with love down with hope i mean my type of stuff so personally for me i liked it a lot and if they would have made her the same as everyone else she would have just it wouldn't have it wouldn't have stand it wouldn't have stand out for her so for me i spiritually i connect with this song and i like the direction it took even if lana's vocals were a little bit um not too great but i still like where she went with it maybe if she had a little bit more going on it would have been better but i i like the style they took and it is a song i put on repeat i listened to the song at least three times today so that is my choice so i i got you regina fans i got you <laughs> there you go i did give it higher than the other two i'm just saying yeah oh no i know it's like we were going like from lowest to highest. yeah i did that on purpose <laughs> Yeah, no, I uh, I really just enjoyed the song, but that's because that's my type of music. Most of my music is rock and symphonic metal-ish, and I like this, so it was just it was just nice. All right, now, so while all that is going on, while the queen is wreaking havoc on the denizens of the Enchanted Forest, uh, 
Charming and Snow visit a tavern to enlist a pirate named Captain Hook into helping them uh, cross, uh, the, you know, some some water to reach Regina's uh, castle. And uh, Hook, along with his merry band of pirates, uh, sing about going after a crocodile. And the Charmings realize that the crocodile that he's going after is the Dark One. And so they do a trade. You take us over on your ship, the Jolly Roger, to uh, the Evil Queen's palace. And we will hand you the Dark One, whom we have locked up in a cage. So that revenge is yours. And uh, Hook sings the song... Revenge is gonna be mine. So let's discuss Revenge is gonna be mine, and uh, we'll start off with. Wait, 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 can can I ask one thing real quick? Mm-hmm. Is this the one where he broke his like leg? Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. Like, it was when he the flipped the chair. Take. Yeah. <gasps> wow. And then he continued Ouch. to dance for like to like complete the whole thing, and then he continued to dance. And the f- final song, without getting it checked out. <laughs> yeah, what let's just say ouch. <laughs> <laughs> so let's discuss Revenge is Gonna Be Mine. And uh, we're going to start off with the number one hooker that I know, Katie. Yes! <laughs> the best hooker. <laughs> the best hooker in the world. <laughs> Things you didn't know about me. <laughs> um... So this song is great. This was the first sneak peek that came out for the musical episode. And I totally fell in love with it. He, Khan, has such a great voice. And I loved, I just loved the dramatics about the entire song. Like how he'd be like, wait for the second first love. And then he would be spinning on a table while his crew well while his crew is spinning him on a table and he throws his beer into the fire and this is this is classic dramatic Killian Jones and I, I absolutely loved it it translated so well on the screen and it was just it was so fun it's the perfect example of what you would expect a pirate a Disney-fied pirate song to be like. Like, this is straight-up Disney villain fun song, in my opinion. I absolutely loved it, and I give props to Colin for continuing to dance after he broke his foot the first take, jumping, or kind of sliding over the chair. Um... Or, yeah, that move. That Tipping was the, the chair. Very beginning. It was very Tipping Janet Jackson. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, that I give him major props because he did a good job with it. Um, but I, the song was so great. I, I sing it very often. It's great. <laughs> oh, my. So now on to our number two hooker in the world, uh, Brittany. I am the number two hooker. I am oh. right under uh, <laughs> Katie. We can, we can share top spot. She <laughs> threw you under the bus. What did this turn into? <laughs> I know. She's right under Katie. Ooh. Oh, my God. Ow, baby. Yes. 
no other place I'd rather be. I know. Where's Pinocchio? <laughs> Let's hide. Let's hide Pinocchio. <laughs> or is that what you yeah. two play? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh gosh, yes. we're taking a dark turn, listener. All right. So, like Katie, this was the first song I think right that came out as a clip, and they had the whole song. Mm -hmm. I thought it was gonna be a clip, but then I saw it was like three, two minutes long, and I was all like, "Am I really doing this? Am I going <laughs> to do this?" And I did give in. This is the only song. I saw before the episode because I was really excited. Um, and since I'm a hooker for life, I was like, I got to watch this. So I was watching it. I didn't know any of the context of the episode. I didn't know what was going on. All I knew it was, was that it was a musical. And I was like, okay. And I didn't even know that Colin could sing. Although he looks so beautiful, I figured he could. I mean, that's just the way some actors are, right? He was they a singer before this. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that, that's why I found that out after watching because I was like, <laughs> no way. I was like, no way that this guy is just beautiful and he just randomly can sing. But again, some <laughs> actors and actresses have that, that they had just ha so happened to have a really pretty voice. Um, but no, Colin's got it all. He's got everything. And he just, he has so much fun with this song and you could feel it. You could just, and it was just so great. First of all, it's Pirates. I love Pirates. Pirates of the Caribbean is one of my favorite sagas of movies. So it was a pirate theme song. Yoho was in the song. And we had his, his crew in the background singing the background vocals. I'm a huge fan of background vocals or choirs. So I was just automatically in love with this song. And just Colin, I, I've never seen him sexier. Like, I don't... How can you look so sexy and your voice be so sexy? Like, that is a deadly combination. I just... I can't. And they just... He sold, he sold the hell out of this song. It was just so great. I love this song. Priscilla? Man, I... Held firm. Like, I knew when, when, the, when the video came out, there, it was like, watch me see what the musical is going to be like and I'm like no no I'm going to wait until I can see everything all together at once and I did it and I regret nothing because yes it's just it's so good with with freaking Mr. Smee at the beginning them thinking that he's the captain and he's like of course I always thought I looked like a captain and Captain Aww. Hooks is like no bitch I'm right here <laughs> <laughs> like the, the the snarky little asides like like what Katie mentioned when when he's like just wait for the second verse love like and him standing on a table and the table being spun around by his like <laughs> mateys and stuff like that just like a whole bunch of like piratey things like this if I was thinking of like the Disney villain song the thing that makes me like want to play it over and over again this is the damn song oh god like i love it revenge 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 is gonna be mine like oh so good it's just perfect i love this song love it i completely agree with everybody i thought it was so much fun i loved seeing colin have fun with the song like the choreography was awesome shout out to him for like plowing through with an injury because that was beyond impressive 
I thought all of like the meta stuff with like in between each verse, you know, like like uh, you and Katie mentioned, uh, Priscilla. I-, I thought that was genius. I thought the lyrics were awesome. It was just a fun, very Gastonian type of number. It was just, it was beautiful. It was a great, great song. So let's rate this song. Revenge is going to be mine. And uh, we'll start off with Katie. Well, I'm going to give this one a solid 10 out of 10 music notes. Just for everything that I said, it's the perfect Disney villain song. Colin has such a great voice. All the dramatics behind the choreography was fantastic. And it was just a perfect song to sum up his fairy tale land existence, I guess you can say, in the past. So 10 out of 10 musical notes from me. All right. I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 music notes as well. It was just the perfect song for Hook. It was great to see Smee again. The lyrics were awesome. The choreography was great. It's definitely very earwormy. Uh, th- that song will get into your head, and uh, you're not, you aren't going to let it go soon. It was a beautiful song, great song, an awesome villain song. So 10 music notes from me. Priscilla, what about you? It's getting my golden. <gasps> I love it. Like, I, this is the song afterwards that, like, I've, I I found, like, before going to sleep playing that song. Or, and today in the morning, just, like, humming, humming around, like, doing the dishes. And that song would came out, came out of my lips. Like, it was, it, it's memorable. It's exactly what I, I picture in, like, a Disney thing where as much as I love the, the heroines, it's always the Disney villain songs. That's the catchiest that, that hooks me that hooks. Oh, Oh. (laughs) so yeah, definitely. Hooker for life. All right. Golden note. Brittany, can you compete with that? I don't think I can. Um, I gotta give this song 10 out of 10 music notes. Uh, I mean, if I could give more than one, it would be a golden note. Um, but like all of you guys, it was catchy. It was fun. It was the one that I couldn't wait to see because Katie told me it was out and I blamed her <laughs> for it. Um, he, he's, he's the, it's the first song I heard. And I was like, if this, if this song is any indication, the rest of the musical is going to be awesome. And it set the bar high for this episode, and it, 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 it delivered. It was good. It was Colin being sexy and just having fun, and he broke his foot. And, you know, I mean, just awesome. So 10 out of 10 for me. Very cool. Awesome. So let's jump into the next musical number. But before that, we see Regina visit Rumpelstiltskin in his cell, and she learns that the musical wish doesn't affect Rumpel since the Dark One doesn't sing. However, 
it does appear as if the musical Wish has traveled to the other realms, because in Oz, Zelina suddenly starts belting out a number about being the better sister and vowing to make Rumpel regret choosing Regina over her. And throughout the song, we do have a little bit of the plot advancing because to sort of prove that she is the best, Zelina ends up creating an elixir, a potion, a magical gizmo that will help Regina triumph triumph over the charmings. So let's discuss Wicked Always Wins. And I'm going to start because I thoroughly enjoyed this song. It was very Zelina, like Zelina when she was in all of her wicked glory. And comparing this song to how Zelina is now... Like, it's night and day. Like, the character has grown so much, and it was nice to get a little bit of a reminder as to how wicked Zelina was and how jealous she was of Regina and and that kind of thing. I, um, for me, this song was very earwormy. It's, I I thought Rebecca Mader's vocals were really impressive, And I loved that um, there's a moment in the song where she says uh, that um, she'll fly and and into tomorrow and she's actually flying when she's singing that like I thought that was genius and although I would have liked to have seen the munchkins be sort of like the backup singers as they're getting terrorized seeing the munchkins get terrorized was a whole lot of fun (laughs) in my opinion. So I enjoyed Wicked Always Wins. Uh, What about you, Priscilla? Man, I freaking loved Wicked Always Wins. Like, she... Rebecca Mater, like, for... Man, I'm sorry. I love you, Regina. But for every, like, little, like, bit of, like, man, I wish the vocals just took it, like, a little bit further, just took it there, Rebecca Mater gave it to me. Like, for... that that whole bit about her like like you're gonna see that that I'm the be- that I'm the better sister like all the the bitterness and the anger it was there and seeing like the little munchkins kind of run away in fear all the time <laughs> with her like kind of like bullying them around and her flying in on the broom it was it it gave me life it was everything like the 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 villains got good songs this this time around. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Katie, what about you? I really enjoyed this one as well. Um, I It wasn't my favorite, but I thought it was fun. It was so... It was such a Zelina song. And I loved how she was like flying around and terrorizing the munchkins, like you guys said. It was a fun touch. I can't remember. Have we seen the munchkins in the past? Yes, but it's been a long time. Wow, okay. Well, I appreciate that they brought brought them back for her song because that's what we know of... That's what we know of the Wizard of Oz storyline. We think about Munchkins um, as well as the other characters, but Munchkins are definitely a part of that. And I love how they brought brought that into her song it was so classic 
and it's just it it encompassed her character so well how she was so obsessed with wanting rumples rumple to be her teacher and to choose her and how she was so obsessed with the fact that her mother chose regina over her and it was a good flashback to what her character was and i think rebecca mater did a great job with it she had a lot of fun with the song you can tell um she has great she has a great voice and it was just a fun song i enjoyed it a lot Brittany. So, did you leave me last because I don't like Zelina? Yes, usually we <laughs> always poo-poo Zelina. So I was wondering if uh, your um, your thoughts on Zelina would cloud your thoughts on the song. I wasn't sure, so I was like, let me save her for last. Oh, wow. Well, I'm here to prove you wrong, sir. <gasps> uh, this, oh, my this, oh my gosh, you killed Katie. <laughs> <laughs> this, song, this song was pretty awesome and i love that it's so different from regina because we're like okay we're gonna have regina sing and we're also gonna have zelina sing so how are we gonna have these two um characters have different songs but almost not even about the same thing but how are we gonna but they're both you know villains so what are they gonna do to make it different or to make their songs different and we had rocker regina and here we had dramatic ballad Zelina and it just it was good Rebecca's vocals I think were the, the most surprising aspect of this of the song and of the musical episode um I know Josh Dallas like surprised me but he was so handsome and cute and it fit him but we had a whole song for Zelina and her vocals just I I'm, I get impressed by vocals a lot I just that's just the way I am if you have um vocals that can make me like remember you and like if I heard you on the radio I'm like oh I know who that is not just because I listen to you but just because I know I'm gonna like you and that's what helped me with this song the lyrics were good um it was a flashback back into the way Zelina used to be um her wardrobe was great I agree with all of you her I kind of like that she wasn't it didn't look like she was terrorizing the munchkins it looked like she just came outside and they were all scared of her like she, she was just there. like oh my gosh yeah and she was flying flying on her broom and they were like oh god what's going on here and she's why like, is she oh singing god. Yeah, that's that's terrifying them. Oh my gosh, she's outside and she's singing. What is happening? Uh, I just, it was funny. It was awesome. It was dramatic. It was a musical song. So it was very well done. Brittany, knock me over with the feather. Like, (laughs) I'm proud of you. Good. Yes, what the hell? All right, let's rate this uh, song, Wicked Always Wins. And I'm going to go first, and I'm giving it a golden music note. I enjoyed the majority of the... Oh my goodness! I know, I enjoyed the majority of the songs in this musical episode, but this one, for me, was the most earwormy of them all. Like... A lot of you have mentioned, like, playing some of the songs on replay. This is the one that I played on replay because I just thoroughly enjoyed it from, like, the, the the soft start to, like, the crescendos to the chorus. Like, it, it was just, it's 
beautiful. Like, I really, really love this song. And if you listen to the lyrics, they put a whole lot of freaking fracking words in this song. And Rebecca Mater, like, killed it. Like, her, like, each verse has an incredible amount of songs. Because, like, each, each word is, like, on the freaking beat. And that thoroughly impressed me. Like, the vocals were outstanding kudos to rebecca mater and the song for me at least is incredibly catchy like i love wicked always wins and it is such like the quintessential zelina song it was perfect so i i I read a lot of hate for the song on the web and i was like how can you hate it it's just so much fun it's like wickedly delicious so um a golden musical note from me to Wicked Always Wins. Brittany, what about you? You thought I surprised you before? I'm going to surprise you now. Again. I'm giving it my golden note as well. What? What? <laughs> yeah, guys. Uh, I, Brittany, who the <laughs> fuck are you? What? <laughs> what? Listeners, if you if you are just now tuning in and you've never listened to any of the other podcasts, this is the nicest Britney has ever been to Zelina. What the hell is going on? <laughs> it's Topsy Turvy Land. It's the curse, guys. It got to me at the end of the episode. I'm also not here. I'm a, I'm a different version. I'm Britney 2.0. I'm not going to lie. I thought you were going to give this, like, out of the four of us, the lowest. Like, I thought you would have, like, maybe, I don't think you would have given it, like, a six or something. But, like, whatever we're going to, like, the rest of us uh, are going to give it, like, I thought you would have given, like, the lowest out of the rest. Like, I am, I'm shocked. I am catatonic right now. Listeners, (laughs) go ahead, Brittany. That goes to show you guys how much you know me, even if I just show you what's on the surface. But now I'm showing you what's beneath that. Burm, burm, uh, burm. <laughs> credit, uh, you know, credit is, well, well, wow, I can't really say that sentence. Wow, I'm thinking, I'm, it's in my head, but I can't get it. Um, I give credit where it's due? There you go. I got to give credit where it's due, guys. I mean, Rebecca's vocals really, really stuck with me after the episode and the beginning of song to the end. I was just like, this is a song where if you're at a concert, you have your lighter up in the air and you're just like, yeah. And she and I guess I like the tone of the song, too. Like it's uh, it's in minor. Minor is always my favorite to sing in. Like that's like part of the reason why I liked choir a lot. They always gave the alto the minor chords and it was just. She did so much with the song, and it was just so impressive, and it's so catchy, and it's beautiful. Like you were saying, it's beautiful. Uh, I I loved it. I loved it. I really didn't think anything was going to beat the Regina song for me, but this one does. And it, I think most of it is uh, credit to Rebecca's vocals, because she, she knocked it out of the park. I And I love this song a lot. So, golden note. Bloody hell. Good grief. <laughs> All right, so three of us have already given our golden music notes. We all know where Katie's going to give hers. I feel yeah. like. I know where. I know where. Okay. I, know where. I do too. It'd be, I'd die if Katie shocks us. I know. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I shocked you guys. And you're yeah, you killed me. Yay. Like, I have died thrice. <laughs> like, good grief. I don't even know who to choose now after this because I'm in shell shock. Um, Priscilla. 
Oh boo! I can't. I can't shock anyone with this. <laughs> this is gonna be a ten. Like I, I already gave my golden note. The this like again, villain. Wicked always wins. Like you always get the really good shit. Like with 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 the evil villains, and she, she didn't stutter. She didn't hesitate. Like her acting was amazing. Like her singing was superb what more can i say about it that hasn't already been said this woman deserves all the credit all the praise everything this definitely 10 notes i said this for josh dallas i will say this now for rebecca mater rebecca mater you need to get your ass to broadway i'm just saying because <laughs> like that was really good uh katie what about you how would you rate uh, wicked always wins I... I feel horrible because I feel like I'm going to be giving it less than everyone else, but I have decided Speak on your a truth. nine, a nine, well, nine musical notes. I thought it was such a fun song and it really encompassed Lena's character. And Rebecca Mater has a surprisingly good voice, but it wasn't my favorite. Like this is a song that yeah, I would listen to, but I, I don't think I'd listen to it all the time. Um, I don't know why. Like, I liked it a lot, and that's why I'm giving it a 9, because I think it was really fun. And I love that the, the touches they put into it. But it wasn't my favorite, even, and I can't put my finger on why. So I'm just going to give it 9 musical notes. All right, now. Katie came to poo-poo on the party. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> well, at least it wasn't Brittany. That's true. Yes. <laughs> I won up you, Katie. I know. Oh, dang. You did. You did. <laughs> burp, 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 burp. Okay. So, the Charmings have arrived to uh, Regina's Dark Palace, and the three are ready to battle via song. And uh, they get into the song... Uh, appropriately titled Charmings versus Evil Queen, which featured basically snippets of uh, the songs that we heard earlier, Powerful Magic versus Love Doesn't Stand a Chance, with uh, some new lyrics added in as well. And uh, Regina ends up using a magical green box, the one that Zelina concocted, that she just so happens to have found in her vault against the Charmings to stop them from singing. And so she um, vanquishes them uh, without song, and she whooshes them back to their castle. So let's discuss the song, Charmings versus Evil Queen. And uh, let's start off with Katie. <laughs> okay. So I'm not going to take credit for this um, comparison. I'm going to give that to my friend Maggie. But we were all talking about the musical. And she said, this song, if you've ever listened to Hamilton, which I'm sure most people have, this reminds me of like Cabinet Battle, the fairy tale land edition. Um, it is, it was so fun. Um, just not just the singing, but watching them kind of, 
use the singing as as their weapons and it really worked it was fun i loved how they went back and forth and i loved when the um when snowing first started singing and regina's face was classic she just looked disgusted and she looks down at her fireball like should i throw this at them or at me because can i even handle listening to this it was so great i i loved listening to them go back and forth and i liked how it ended where they kind of when she broke the singing curse or the singing spell they just shouted their uh, powerful magic line and it was was classic it was cute it was really good like I said Regina's voice isn't or this song for Regina isn't my favorite so that brought it down a little bit for me but I appreciated how they kind of had them go head to head um, using songs as their weapons all right now. Brittany? So, I liked it. I think the thing is with me for this song was it was more fun to watch than to really listen to because it was the fighting of music or song against Regina. And I really I really liked that she fought back with the intensity and the fire represented that. And... Um, you had the prince and the princess or a queen and king, if you want. And they're, you know, singing back at her. And it was just, it was so fun to watch, but I didn't really care for the song. It wasn't the one that I remembered when I like woke up today. Um, but it was fun for the episode. Like this is how they were going to fight. And, and this was the weapon that they were going to use to destroy the evil queen until, you know, we find out later what the power of song was supposed to be for initially or the entirety not for what we just saw but anyway it was fine i liked it but it it didn't really have an effect on me but watching it and it being used is a lot different than just listening to the song so that's like my assessment of it okay i thought the song worked better visually Yes. Then yeah, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Then like listening to it like after like I've seen the episode. Personally, this was probably my least favorite of all the songs just because like the the rock-ish song that Regina does and the like the Disney musical number that the Charmings do don't really mishmash that well together and maybe that's the point because their songs are so different but it just it sounded a little bit like a hodgepodge of weirdness (laughs) to be quite honest like if you're listening to it post show it just it doesn't sound as great as when you watch it because like the fight is very visual and it just it makes more sense in the musical than it does like upon replay i I think priscilla is the one that sort of started off the whole if it was playing on my playlist like would i listen to it or would i skip it like i would probably skip this one yeah priscilla what about you um see i'm really ambivalent about this song like it, it i'm completely 
in agreement with like with you guys that that it worked visually and if i just kind of close my eyes and listen to it like there would be some some sort of like discord just because one sort of like rock opera versus like the other one's sort of like trilly disney like magnum opus like like they're they're different but I don't necessarily mind that. Like, I, I, I'm not going to give it the highest grades, obviously, but it's not my least favorite. So, eh, eh, is 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 what is my biggest like and send send off to this. It's it's not a not bad. It's not good. It's eh. All right. So let's rate this one. <laughs> Who will start off with Priscilla, because I'm fascinated now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, it's getting, like, a 7 for me. Like, it's, like, again, none of these are fail things. None of this is something that, like, if I if it came out, I'd be like, oh, I don't want to listen to this, or oh my god, this is so boring. But, like, it's not... It's not a complete fail. Like, it's a 7. 7, it's passable. Okay. I'll go next, and I agree with Priscilla. Seven. Seven is is good enough. It wasn't a horrible song, but it just, like, upon repeat playing, it, it's probably just not the best. Yeah. And I don't really have anything else to add. It's just... It's a mishmash of stuff. Brittany? I'm with... The two of you, I give it a seven as well. I mean, since I am a fan of Regina's song and I do like um, Snow and Charming song, it's just combining the two of them. I mean, I saw what they were trying to do. It's not the first time a musical has done that. Um, I just feel like it's been done better. Um, but watching the episode, I won't skip it. I'll definitely watch the whole thing through. I like it, but to listen to it as a standalone song, not too great. Not 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 a standout song, but still worthy. They worked hard on it. Props to them, but 7 out of 10 for me. I think you put it the best way possible, Bernie. Like, upon rewatching the episode, I wouldn't skip any of the songs. Because I think they all fit well in the episode, but like like I had mentioned, like upon re-listening to like the album, like mm-hmm. this one would be one that I wouldn't listen to again. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, on my uh, iTunes, like all the other songs would have, you know, replayed this amount of times, and this one will probably mm-hmm. stay at zero. <laughs> so there you go, Katie. What about you? Um. Well, I'm gonna give this one. An eight overall. I would give it a really prob- one less listen, than Zelina. Listen to what I'm going up to. I'm say. just giving you a hard time, Katie. Oh since since you did toss Brittany under the bus earlier, That's I'm just true. saying. Brittany's yes. under the bus too. I'll join you under the bus. Ooh, yes. Brittany's still yes. recovering. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, I'm giving this an eight overall. Though I would probably give the singing. If we're not watching it being played out, I would give the singing itself a 7. But when you add in the visuals of the song, it brings it up to an 8 for me. Because I loved the way that it played out. 
watching them kind of fight with their words and their singing voices and battling with fireballs and um, then seeing the funny part where the spell breaks and they kind of the charming shout their lines, which was really funny. Um, I think that was very well done. I liked how they played that out on screen, but like what you were saying, when I listen to it, when I'm listening to the album, it doesn't translate over when you're just purely listening to it rather than watching it play out on screen. It doesn't translate very well um, because the two styles are very different from each other. And if you're not seeing what's actually happening, it's very odd to listen to. So it would definitely be something I would skip or that I have skipped when I've listened to the album. Um, But watching it play out on screen is fun. So I'm giving it an, or giving it eight musical notes. Okay. All right now. So to wrap up the enchanted forest storyline, we uh, basically learn that uh, it was the Blue Fairy that uh, granted uh, Snow's wish. And um, she lets them know that the power of song was never meant to be used to defeat the evil queen. It was meant to be placed in Emma's heart because the power of song will help her with a uh, a battle that she will have to fight on her own in the future. And, um, and the Blue Fairy tells him that Emma won't be alone because she will have all of their songs inside her heart. And then she also mentions that in the morning, no one will remember anything that happened. No one will remember that they sang. And um, that's how we wrap up the flashback so any final thoughts on the enchanted forest portion of the musical extravaganza we'll start off with uh, priscilla just that i I, um, i wasn't here for last episode so i didn't get to say it then but i say i'm saying it now i like the new blue fairy like costume that they have like it's not that weird like parade float flowers anymore like all around her yeah it's very quinceanera like it, it's instead like this looks like i don't know like a dainty blue fairy like like what what i what i would picture one to be so i i like it I, and and i liked the fact that this whole bit like it's it's the sentimentalist in me but like that even before Emma knows anything about like the 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 world, the fairy world, what she's a part of, like even though she doesn't know Huck, that a piece of like his song is with her, even then. I thought that I, like that it's very like oh super sentimental, but I love it. Brittany, what about you? Any final thoughts on uh, the flashbacks? And and if you have any thoughts on the revelation from Blue. Well, to jump off of what Priscilla was saying, I was kind of laughing at some people's reactions to that. They're like, in other news, uh, Hook uh, basically met Emma while she was in Snow's stomach. And I was like, oh, yeah, 
That's, uh... In nice. utero. Uh, yeah, I, uh... Yeah. Kind of forget about... Kind of forget about these things. That, um, he's a, he's a lot older. But you know what? It doesn't bother me. I just thought that, that was really funny. When they said that, I was laughing. I was like, oh, yeah. That's great. But that's true, though, that... Um, I kind of like that. The... And I think one of the things you could have been worried about for this episode um, would have been the flashback. It's like, oh my god, what corny thing are they going to fit into the flashbacks now so that it can make sense? Or are we going to be taken out of the experience because we know the timeline and that doesn't make sense? And But no, they placed it pretty well. I would say they put it in the right spot for the flashbacks just right before she's even born um and i kind of like also somebody noted that the time they need uh the actress for snow white to uh, to be pregnant she's not in real life <laughs> i thought that was quite funny um but i like that i just and blue's outfit adorable uh, the flashbacks were nice they fit they made sense um and i enjoyed it Although I did get the impression that I thought the musical was going to take place during the day and it would be about the, the the wedding, but it didn't go that way. But I'm okay with it. I'm okay. I'm totally on board with it and I liked it and it was a lot of fun and it made me smile and have fun while the, seri- the more serious things were happening in the present day. So props to the flashbacks this episode and to Regina Song for having the word bitch in it forgot to mention that i really like that <laughs> oh yeah that was awesome <laughs> I, really, I really enjoyed that i can't believe they went there but oh yeah that was a whole point in uh in itself there for my rating so yeah yeah they don't <laughs> they don't curse as often on yeah. once but when they do hell, but that's it. they yeah. they like really it, it's there you know as a punch which was awesome. I will say I didn't mention this. I thought it was interesting that Snow had a baby bump when she was in her nightgown, but she didn't really have a baby bump when she was wearing her like Queen Bandit Snow um outfit, which I, th- I thought that was a little funny. Maybe it was just like how bulky that outfit is that you can't see the baby bump or something, but I was like she doesn't have a baby bump in that tavern. But anyway, <laughs> That this show has a bad habit of not knowing what the hell to do with pregnant women and baby bumps. <laughs> like, even when she's not pregnant, when they, when they have to pretend that she is slightly pregnant, they still have no idea. Like, should it be one inch or two inches out outside here? How how do we hide this? Like, they they have no idea what to do with it. Like, mm, costume designers need to work on that shit. Yeah, I agree. And I guess to continue on with my opinions, I thoroughly enjoyed the flashbacks because of all the musical elements. I thought the storyline was really good. I was extremely worried about the Charmings meeting Hook and like just retcon up the wazoo. But they explained it away, and although... Fortunately, it wasn't a memory potion. It, it was a memory thing adjacent, which, listen, I, I get it, and I'm going to roll with it. I liked that the Blue Fairy came back, 
and explained it away and, and explained things that we would need to know for the present day. So that was really cool. And uh, I don't know if they've ever said this, but is the Blue Fairy Emma's fairy godmother? Because I would assume so, even though they've never explicitly said question. it. Yeah, I would assume so, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think so. yeah, I think that makes the most sense. But Katie, what about you? Your final thoughts on the Enchanted Forest as a whole? Um, it was fun. I loved how we got to revisit this period where Emma, well, where they were concerned, you know, about how they were going to stop this curse and how they were going to save their daughter. And I loved how they brought that into the musical and how they incorporated everyone pretty much singing in the. In Fairytale Land. It was a lot of fun. And I, I actually, I was okay with the way that they explained away some of the plot holes, like the Charming's meeting Hook before they actually met met him from what we know of and all of that. I, I liked how they did that rather than just giving them a memory potion. It was a cool way to do it. It was a different way to do it. And I really enjoyed it. So uh, I can't say much more except that it was fun. I enjoyed it a lot. Okay, so now let's move into Present Day Storybook USA. But before we do that, though, we did have a teeny tiny little flashback to young Emma back in 1991. So we see young Emma in a uh, children's, a, a group children's home, and Emma has decided to sing at a talent show so um in hopes of creating a, a better future and a better life for her but then an older girl in the group home uh, interrupts her and uh, basically reminds emma that you're always going to be like us you're going to be forgotten you're going to be an orphan you're going to be horrible and that was pretty much the flashback so emma rips up her uh her her uh, flyer for the talent show and um she puts away uh, the uh cassette player in which she was humming a song burm, 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 burm. so now it's present day storybook usa and it's the wedding day and emma is trying to figure out uh what dress she's going to wear but uh, snow has an idea she found her wedding dress in gold shop and uh, she brought that over to Emma and just moments before Emma can even try the gown on it immediately turns to black and they're surprised to see the black fairy alive and well learning that gold had not banished her Fiona demands Emma turn over her heart and then taunts Emma that she will always be an orphan she's the lonely girl and she lets uh, Emma and the others know that she has a surprise for them in the clock tower. And that's where her plans are for the start of the final battle. So they zip on over to the clock tower where they find a huge uh, ball of black fairy dust that is set to cover the entire town when uh, the clock tower strikes 6 p.m. at the exact same time as Emma and Hook's wedding. So Regina and Zelina 
separate from the group, and uh, they try to come up a with a plan to stop Fiona from destroying the event, and Emma visits Hook and basically tells him that she can't go through with the wedding as long as Fiona is ready to battle her and, and Hook isn't having any of this, so he ends up confronting Gold at the pawn shop for lying to everyone about Fiona. Gold refuse, refuses to apologize and to help, and so Hook uses some dream shade on Gold, but Fiona has arrived uh, to help her son. Over at the sheriff's station, Emma gets a little bit of encouragement from Henry. When uh, Henry finds her, uh, you know, with uh, the uh, the cassette recorder with uh, her music, and um, but Emma sort of, you know, is basically like, you know, that's nothing important. Uh, later on, Zelina helps Regina, you know, because she's like, you're the one that initiated uh, her curse, so you should know it more than anyone. And she ends up mentioning time, and so Regina decides to figure out if she can isolate the time portion of the spell so that can buy them some more time to uh, stop Fiona. Uh, and unfortunately, once you know they had the potion ready and everyone is there sort of excited that the potion is ready, Gold interrupts and ends up using it on Emma's family and friends. Emma heads on over to uh, the mayor's office to confront Fiona, and she's ready to stop her, but uh, Fiona shows Emma that her family, minus Henry, including Regina, Zelina, and Hook, are frozen. And uh, Fiona ends up using some reverse psychology on Emma to make her remember her childhood past as an orphan, as being alone, and, uh, you know, that uh, allows Emma to be so emotional that it cripples her magic. Elsewhere, Henry, upset that, that Emma is going to turn over her heart to Fiona, ends up um, getting so frustrated that he throws down his Once Upon a Time story book, and it discovers a page in the book that uh, showcases uh, some of uh, the exposition that the Blue Fairy gave during the musical flashback in which Emma's heart was gifted with the magic of music and love and music. And so when Emma meets Fiona, she rips out her heart and she gives it to Fiona uh, or Fiona takes, or basically Emma willingly gives her heart to Fiona. Fiona rips it out, but she can't crush it. And Henry rushes in, telling his mom that she has a song in her heart, which um, gives Emma the power to start singing. And uh, she sings the song Emma's Theme about her, about her life, and um, she the emotions and, and the melody of the song help uh, break every one of every member of her family free from the spell and um, Henry ends up placing 
Emma's heart back inside her, and Fiona disappears, telling them that they'll still face each other in the final battle. So let's discuss Emma's theme. What did we think of Emma's theme? And Katie, you are Emma's number one champion. I have to start with you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Her theme was beautiful. Um, this was one of the songs that I almost did not listen to because I wanted it to be... I wanted my first reaction to be when I was watching it, but I eventually caved. And I'm not sad that I did because when I first listened to it, it was very emotional as well. Um, but it was even more emotional when I saw it playing out on screen. Um, Jennifer Morrison has a beautiful voice. Like, I I think I'd heard her sing in a clip for a movie she was in or something, and, you know, it was proven, proven then that she has a good voice. But this just really solidified it for me. She has such... This song had such a Phantom of the Opera vibe to me. It was so haunting and beautiful, and just, it encompassed her character. It encompassed her so well, where she started and where she has ended. Um, I loved how, I loved how they had the recording of her as a child humming the song started out and then she finishes the humming herself. It shows just how far she has come. Um, the lyrics were beautiful. The way she sung it was beautiful. The emotion she put into the scene as she was singing it was just phenomenal. And I have nothing else to say other than I was just floored. It was so beautiful. Priscilla? Man, we got a taste of it with when with little Emma and damn you whoever like little goth teenage angst bag whoever you are making fun of like a little kid. That's not cool. Yeah. You're both orphans. <laughs> Should stick together. She's an adorable little baby. Sugar cake. Leave her alone. But um Emma just kinda like you see the different like shades of it from her being like at the very beginning in that song kind of being an orphan with with hope to it playing again and it being an orphan and sadness and being alone and to the very end to her singing it and it being haunting and it's about being an orphan yes but that's a part of you that's that you and that you're not alone that I don't know it's just haunting is the best word for this like this is it was beautiful it was epic it was I I never thought I needed lyrics and a and a voice to Emma's theme I always thought Emma's theme was just always like touching in and of itself since season one but no now that we have this gosh I, I was not ready for this for this bounty for this beautiful treasure. Great, great song. 
Brittany. Ooh, I'm next. Okay. <laughs> so, so one of the people I was looking forward to uh, listening to for this episode was definitely Jennifer Morrison because I've heard her sing before unexpectedly and I don't remember how it was. All I know is I heard her and I immediately fell in love with her voice and I was like, why don't you, why aren't you a musician or in a band or why don't you do covers on YouTube? Do something because your voice is too precious for this world. It is. It is just great. I am a fan. I think like my top five bands or artists of all time all have distinctly like different voices and Jennifer would be up there if she you know sang a lot more often so I just really love that although I did want more or a whole standalone episode for the wedding because I would have loved to see um, Emma go with her parents and go through emotions about the day and then finally getting to the wedding I think this hit home a little bit more I don't want it I didn't want it to be so much more on Emma than not Hook because Hook has had his his own share of you know stuff and he wanted his happy ending and he talks about it even in his song too that he almost had it but it was ripped away so he has his own stuff but I'm okay that they focused on Emma and it was really emotional and we're six seasons in and I feel like sometimes we still don't understand the loneliness that she that she felt when she was so young and, you know, in foster care and we've gotten some of those backstories, but man, it just, it hit you in this episode and her singing, having the, the tune and humming and her not being able to listen to it. Like that, that got me. I was like, Oh my God, just rip my soul out. If I had one, like, man, it was just, it was so good. And then we finally get the song and I was just there like eating my chocolate cake. Like, oh my God, is this going to be amazing? And I had to put down my cake and listen and watch. <laughs> and I got and I teared up. Aw. Was, was it the most it. beautiful chocolate cake you've ever seen? Dude, I made that. It was amazing. It had sprinkles <laughs> and it was just delicious. Uh, and I made it especially for yesterday because it was like a mini one. So I was like, I'm going to enjoy this with the musical. It's going to be a fun time. And I was like, I was not prepared for this. I was not prepared for an emotional song. Um, I was hoping Emma would get a little bit more of a, an uplifting. But I guess we get that at the end. But we're not there yet. But I'm okay with this song. I think we needed it. I think Emma needed it. And it was her, you know, going through her loved ones and singing and she has like a, a moment in the song where she's telling off Fiona and it's just, it's so powerful. I think that's the only way I can describe this song and it makes me think of um, the type of music I like, which my favorite band is Evanescence and I feel like her music is always ballad and it's always haunting as you guys have been saying. So that's why I really love this song and it made me feel something, which is <laughs> a lot. Uh, for this episode, I enjoyed all the songs, but this one did struck uh, it struck a chord with me. So it was just really well done. And aside from that, I hate Rumple. Why is he ruining everything? I was giving him the benefit of the doubt last week. I t I said I think he's a double agent and he's gonna help stop the wedding, or no, he's gonna help stop his mom or something. And he didn't do any of that, and I hate him. 
you know <laughs> that the, the whole family is full of trash people yeah like, and i just i can't do it i thought he was at least at the last second was like i have a plan don't worry it's not just about my family it's about yours too because uh henry is your family and you know like you're gonna help but no apparently not and it just did not give me any respect at all that i thought i would get from rumple and even if he does turn a leaf in the last two episodes i'm still gonna hate him like they've done nothing for me for him you know like it just it did, i just that took me out of it i was really upset about that but emma's voice brought me into the light yeah so. Aww, look at you <laughs> i think the appropriate term and that everyone has used so far is haunting like it was a hauntingly beautiful ballad i was very impressed by jennifer morrison singing i had never heard anybody in the cast sing before so <gasps> i know I, I need to youtube apparently but oh my God. I, yeah. I was thoroughly impressed with her vocals i thought the song was beautiful it was powerful it was very emma it uh, completely showed her growth throughout the entire series i i thought the usage of Emma's theme as her song was perfect. I thought the visuals were really great. Um, the Black Fairy was not impressed, which uh, <laughs> made me laugh because she was like, oh my gosh. so funny. Like she has to keep on looking shocked that she's singing. Oh no. And so that was that was kind of funny to me. But I thought the, the uh, visual effects were really neat with having the, um, the family and friends sort of like having that weird like filter look as they're frozen. I thought that was pretty awesome. And it was just, it was great. The only part that I had a problem with is more so the germaphobe in me. Like, she ripped her heart out and she drops it to the ground and then you decide to sing an entire song instead of like dusting off your heart and putting it back in (laughs) so that was the only thing that was like why didn't she pick up her heart it's like on that dirty floor but um well henry should have picked it up first be like oh god no and just like pick it up i know right but that didn't happen but it's okay uh, it was a beautiful song, nonetheless. So, let's rate this song. Katie, I'm going to save you for last. So, I will go first. <laughs> and I'm going to give it ten music notes for all the reasons that I just stated. I thought it was a beautifully done track. Haunting, powerful, emotional. This is the perfect Emma song. Priscilla, how would you rate this song? 10 also for the same reasons like I, I i'm not gonna parrot them i'm just i'm just gonna say one thing that i forgot to say the black fairy may have been like a complete and total bitch but at least she destroyed that heinous feather wedding dress that snow <laughs> had so that so emma didn't have to wear it so the, the black fairy's done her good deed of the century good job Brittany. So far, so good. I gotta give it the 10. This this song was the runner-up for the golden note. Um, I, I had a really hard time choosing between the two because, you know, I, you know me and my Zelina stuff, but I took that away. I looked at it objectively and how the song made me feel. So I had to give it to that one. But 
Man, Jennifer Morrison, I her voice is so beautiful and it just I wanted her to win. I wanted to do it, but then Jeff came over here and was the new dark one and I have to give her <laughs> I had to give her the, <laughs> oh my ten, gosh. the ten notes because man, it was it was beautiful. Just the one of those songs that you know you're gonna play in your car when it's raining and you're just gonna be in a music <laughs> video. Like <laughs> or pretend you're in one because wow, because it, it's just it's beautiful. So ten for me. Katie. I am going to give it Ten <gasps> no, I thought I knew. I knew. Bloody <laughs> freaking freaking hell. <laughs> did you expect? What did you expect? Did you expect me to get this one golden apple? Come or on, Katie. Golden musical note. Yep. <laughs> oh gosh, I, my mind is I'm floored. Giving, <laughs> I'm giving this one to. I would give this a golden golden music note if I could but apparently not I can't allowed to. do that yeah. so I I'm giving this one 10 music notes for all the reasons that you guys said it's so haunting it was so beautiful Jennifer Morrison has a gorgeous voice that fits so well for this song um, it encompassed my favorite character of all time it explained her character so well and explained her journey so well and uh, I just I love Emma Swan and I'm uh, so happy that we got this song and that it was performed so beautifully both in song and in the acting Katie like I set you up to do the golden <laughs> I know uh, you know like I, you're freaking I, me I, out I, Katie I the golden I knew I knew <laughs> I know, Katie. I know. It'd be so Katie hilarious if, like, Katie's like, fuck this shit. Like, I'm not giving the golden to any of them. Like, I, <laughs> I give the golden to the orchestra doing the title card. That's, yep, that's where it's going. I knew yes. it. I knew that, too. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, it is the wedding day, even though Emma was like, let's put the wedding on pause and... They're they're rushing to this thing, so it is now time for the wedding. And it takes place on a rooftop overlooking the horrible CGI of Storybrooke. And um, <laughs> Archie's there as the ordained minister, and everyone watches Emma and Hook exchange emotional vows and wedding rings, and the two... As a married couple, after a fantastic dip and a kiss, um, they uh, celebrate with their friends and family and the residents of Storybrooke through song and dance with the final song of uh, the musical, A Happy Beginning, which uh, the song starts off with... Uh, our newly married couple, and then the rest of the cast joins in. So let's talk about a happy beginning, which is which was really neat because uh, it was a line that the Emma said. You know, instead of a happy ending, it's a happy beginning. So let's break it down. What are your thoughts on a happy beginning? We'll start off with Brittany. 
Oh, it's perfect. I mean, you talk about how to open the the episode, and we get um. Well, I already forgot the name of the song. The powerful magic. Yes. Right? All right. Okay. The song yeah, you loved. Yes. Yeah, so well, I loved it, but it wasn't <laughs> my favorite. Um. Well, I, I just think powerful magic, love, something like that. But that one was the opener. It knew, it knew what it was going to bring you into. And so you're wondering, well, how's this episode going to end? Is it, are we going to get another Snow and Charming wedding? I mean, I was really afraid of that. Um, I feel like we don't get very many happy ending weddings, per se. So I was, um, I, I, I love this song. I think the reason why is because we finally get a little mini duet of the bride and groom. I mean, I think that's what we're all waiting for. I would have loved the whole song for them, but they go, they're so happy. There's, it's just. It's so beautiful. I mean, you just want to cry in the song. You even got the, the, the dwarves dancing, like, in the background. Like, everything was just so perfect and beautiful. The vows, I know we're not talking about that, but the vows leading up to it. And like you said, Jeff, that I like that it's a happy ending or a happy beginning, not happy ending or, you know, a new beginning. It's just a happy beginning. And that's just the best way to put it. Because marriage isn't a happy ending. It's it's a new chapter. And I think that was really, really brilliant for the writers and the people who came up with the song. Just awesome. And I know I was one of those people off the record that I said I wasn't a fan of Emma's dress. But here, I don't think it really bothered me uh, too much. Uh -huh. because, because it was a really fast ceremony. Um, but oh I, think I, I think I was, just, I was just so in the moment. So it didn't bother me at all. Like, my character's happy. I'm happy. So I don't care. And Hook looked amazing. Everybody got to sing. And, I mean, what 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 else could you have wanted? Except for that ending. But Man, what else could you have wanted? <laughs> I'm so glad. Like, they didn't go through it in the show at all. But do you remember that he, lo he was looking at, like, this white suit? And he was like, yeah! oh, do I have to? And, like... <laughs> He comes out like at the very last part of it with like this beautiful black creamy oh, like velvet yes. deliciousness and I'm like, you know what? The black fairy went to go visit. <laughs> <laughs> Did it too? The black fairy went and was like, This this suit is not for you, destroys. Like, oh god. <laughs> I I like I gave the, the, the dress so much shit. Like I hated it. And st I still like to this day. I still do, but like that headdress. Oh that headdress is awful. Like that, I was just kind of like, damn it. Like maybe the dr the dress could have been saved. Like the lace actually looked better. Like in motion, yeah, it looked pretty and like sparkly. And maybe like it didn't need that like row of buttons in the front, and it d didn't necessarily like and that. Just the the headpiece was too ornate, I think, for how ornate that dress was already. Like I get that it's a that that it's a an homage to Princess Grace's dress, so eh, you win some, you lose some. All, all I know is that that ending with her singing with Hook and him, ah, oh, the 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 those wedding vows and how it was both like talking about happy endings about like how like 
one how and you know you know that the jolly means so much to him but he's given it up like twice Twice? already now for Uh emma so like for him to say like no my happy ending is now with you and gives her the (laughs) ring crying (laughs) i think emma's yeah well oh and with her saying like saying like yeah i'm I was saved by Henry, but, like, I didn't really know about, like, true love until, like, you. Like, god damn, like, you get, you people, you stop listening to us fans because you're getting all the parts that, like, make us all soft and mushy and, like, just hidden where it hurts and making it even more, like, making my heart break. It's, gosh, it's (laughs) beautiful. Like, that and the dancing that came afterwards and him twirling her up in the air and like the the professional dancers in the background dancing too like it was just everything about this is beautiful this song was the one that's like god damn if i could have given another golden i would have given it to this one damn it jeff (laughs) dark one (laughs) yeah dark one jeff (laughs) i know right (laughs) <laughs> I thought oh this God. song was so good. I thought it was a great way to close the musical. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a fantastic Broadway caliber, like show-stopping number. It was really well done. I like that every one of our core characters got at least a line or two. Like I loved the Regina and Selena moment where they twirl, and you know they've come full circle. Oh, look, she twirled in full circle. <laughs> the, they, they were they were adorable, and even Henry, even though Jared didn't seem all that enthused about giving his line, but you know he gave his line and everything, and then we got to see a lot of our favorites in the background singing and having fun as well. The CGI was atrocious. I have to say it; it was horrible. Like this show, at least in my opinion, has had pretty decent CGI this season. Maybe they were saving some money for the finale, but that was the worst CGI. A lot of people were comparing it to the castle wedding. The castle wedding was better than this, because at least it was like some, you know, uh, like glowing, sunshiny, beachy type of thing. Like, everywhere they turned, like the background looked like Minecraft. So it was... If there was anything, <laughs> wow. if there was anything that I that I could bitch about this uh, musical is that the CGI was atrocious. It was so glaringly CGI that it took me out of the moment. Whenever like they focused on people in, in the crowd, like that horrible background would be there. So, <laughs> and I get it. Like I read the production notes. I understand it was like raining that week that they filmed and so i completely get it but good grief was it just so noticeable and i was praying that it wasn't going to be noticeable because it was already horrible in the promo and in the promo it was even brighter <laughs> so now that i've gotten that out the way because i know all we're of you were thinking about it show of jeff complaining about the cgi <laughs> no i've actually been really good this year i've been really what good really this year <laughs> I know. I've been really good this year. I like the lion. I think Katie, you didn't like the lion the, during the Oz flashback, but that, that's a whole other story for a podcast from a couple episodes ago. But as far as the song, I thought it was so much fun and and beautiful and magical. What about you, Katie? 
Oh my gosh, I died. It was so beautiful. I legit had tears in my eyes during the wedding and the song. It was so beautiful. And honestly, if we could have ended the series at the end of the song before all the crap went down, I would have probably been happy. I would have been pretty happy. Not going to lie. It just... It was so happy. The wedding was so happy. The dancing, the music was all happy. Everyone was happy and it was beautiful. And then all the crap had to go down. But regardless of that, the wedding was beautiful. I loved their vows to each other. They were simple but to the point in explaining where their character came from to where they are now. And... When Hook said, I guess you have your happy ending now. And then Emma said, no, it's more like a happy beginning. That was so cool. I love how they reinvented that line. Because that's what we've thought of this show for so long is, well, are these people going to get their happy endings? Are they going to get their happy ending? What's his happy ending? What's their happy ending? But really what this is all about is a happy beginning. They've come through so much and they've come to this point where they're ready to start over in a happy place. And that is that's so beautiful. It just encompasses, I've said encompasses a lot, this, this podcast, but it does. It encompasses the show a lot. Um, and then focusing specifically on the music itself, it was so beautiful. I loved how it started with them singing to each other. They sound so good together. And then we got lines from each of the individual characters, which was so fun. They each kind of got a little promo. And then we had everyone singing in the grand finale together. And it was so beautiful. I have this. This is one of the songs I constantly have on repeat. There's three songs that I constantly have on repeat, and I actually have a separate playlist for them, so that when I'm in a long car ride, like they'll just play over and over again. I have Powerful Magic, Emma's theme, and this song playing, because I love them so much. It just... It totally explains the theme of Once Upon a Time, and how far these characters have come and it was just so beautiful and I, I loved it so much I can't talk about it enough aww look at Katie being adorable <laughs> and emotional in the car <laughs> I like it okay so let's rate the final song of the musical episode A Happy Beginning and I will start off by giving it 10 music notes I just thought it was practically perfect in every way and i do not have any golden music notes to give so i cannot give it um so i am suffering as well co-hosts like i would have given golden music notes to other songs but uh i thought it was a, a great twist because magic always comes with a price so it was a it was a beautiful song so much fun great vocals beautiful choreography great visuals minus the cgi so <laughs> kudos all around to a happy beginning what about you Brittany? how would you rate this song i'm going to plagiarize and give it 10 as well i feel like <laughs> i feel like i'm being too generous but i, I legit just loved every song and 
I am a fan of some musicals, and I just I love it. If you're if I'm there and I'm having a good time, you're just you're gonna get you're gonna get the ten out of ten, like just plain and simple. And everyone's cameo, even <laughs> even uh, Henry's was hilarious. But it just <laughs> it was he just had one line, and um, it made sense. Like everyone was there just having a good time, and that's what the song was too. And I don't know how else they could have ended that. And just having... I'm glad that they didn't sing the vows or during the wedding. I'm glad it was after. And I'm so glad whatever came after that happened at that time. Because I was afraid that something was going to interrupt the vows. And we weren't even going to get the the marriage. And just everything was perfect. So... And that song, just another song that's going to be on repeat uh, for a while. So, 10 me priscilla uh yeah it's just i i'm trying to like think come up come up with something some way to like give it to not give it a 10 but i can't like it's just it's sentimental in all the right ways it's a duet that stands up to the OTP that we had for the very beginning part of like this this thing this musical with Snow and Charming and it's something that kind of wraps everything to up together and makes it not just like an ending but makes it the beginning like something new hope which like is completely like different and new and, and, and inspiring for a musical like I just it does. It, it deserves every single accolade it gets. It's a ten. It's a ten for sure. All right. So I've set her up again, Katie. 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 <laughs> well, there's only one more golden music note for me to give out, and I, or there's only one, and I obviously am giving it to this one. This I knew song. It. <laughs> <laughs> she knew it. This was so beautiful I mean I could reiterate everything I said just a few moments ago but I won't just for time but it was so beautiful and I couldn't I couldn't think of a better song to end the musical on and to end the series I mean if the show ends after season six this was a great song to end the penultimate episode on it was perfect and i couldn't have asked for better so to wrap things up in the plot and in the episode as a whole after the end of a happy beginning we see the clock tower strike 6 p.m and then we see a dark storm erupt from the clock tower the poor clock tower and completely engulf Storybrooke. And as Emma watches, she tells everyone, wherever we end up, we're going to win. So, as a final wrap-up to the Storybrooke section of the episode, any final thoughts on that storyline as a whole? Any moments that you wanted to mention? The only thing that I want to say is I really wish that it would have been two separate episodes. Like, I think the musical should have been its own thing, and I think the wedding should have been its own thing, because this is, like, the OTP that grew with the show throughout the seasons. I would have loved to have seen 
a bigger, grander wedding with uh, more guests of like the guests being people that we know and love, characters that we haven't seen in a while. This would have been a really great sort of reunion episode with a lot of like the recurring or the special guest stars that touched Emma and Hook's lives. Like we could have seen you know, another reunion of all the princesses. Could you imagine, like, Aurora and um, Jasmine and Mulan, etc., etc., like, returning to celebrate Emma and Hook's love. Like, I, th- I think that would have been mm-hmm. a little bit more neat. So, obviously, whatever they say, because they're going to say a whole lot of stuff, this was rushed. Because of the ratings, because of all of a sudden this is a bubble show in which they weren't sure if it was going to get renewed or not. This wedding, this musical was completely rushed. And because of that, it did feel rushed. And unfortunately, the musical completely overshadowed the wedding, in my opinion. So that was my only little bit of... uh, like, shoulda, coulda, woulda. But obviously, I can't wish on the star. So, I have to take the episode for what it was. And it was enjoyable. I just wish it could have been a little bit more. Any other thoughts just on the storybook section in, in general? Oh, that ending. Oh my gosh, what the heck. But, I love how, despite... The curse that was coming, Emma, you know, said, no matter what happens, we will win. Like, that just shows how far they've come. I keep saying that over and over, but it it really does. I feel like we've finally come to this point where they're finally able to embrace everything and to just say, we're going to win no matter what. And I really really like that. So it, it pumped me up for the finale. But, um... Yeah, it was good. I think it's one of the curses. I don't remember which one. But as it's coming along, like Charming is holding on to Mary Margaret and kind of halfway shielding her. And I like how it's mirrored in um, Hook and Emma and how they're kind of holding each other, watching the curse come Mm -hmm. to them too. Uh, that that's the only thing I wanted to point out. And any final thoughts from you, Brittany? No, I'm just gonna take everything everyone said and <laughs> plagiarize. I agree with you, um, Jeff. It could have been nice if they had the whole episode dedicated to the wedding. We could have gone. I mean, say what you will about season four, but they really they really had Emma make a friendship with. Uh, with Elsa, we could have seen Elsa and Anna come back. We could have seen Ariel there, Cinderella. Um, I don't even know if Hook's pirates were there, if his crew was there. Um, it would have been, it could have been really, really nice. But the musical sort of made up for it. So I'm okay. I'm in a good place. Okay. And uh, I will give a shout out to Grumpy because he got a chance to scream, it's here again, yeah. <laughs> which was kind of awesome. 
So let's move into the MVP of the episode, the most valuable player, the character that impressed you the most, and why. And I'm feeling nice, especially since I was a little evil and only giving her one music note. Mm-hmm. Katie, you can go first. Who's your MVP cool. and why? I'm going to be totally evil because I can be. <laughs> I'm choosing Emma. Obviously, because of everything I explained, that she has come so far, um, her song really showed that. It showed that she has realized that she was never alone all along. No matter what she went through, she always had them inside of her, the songs inside of her. And I'm just so happy that she's happy. She has come a long way from the guarded person that she was in the premiere to where she is now. So... Emma Swan is my MVP of this episode. Awesome. Priscilla, what about you? Who's your MVP and why? Ooh, Hook. Taking that, like, right off the bat, Hook. Like, <laughs> his, he, he got, like, my golden notes for, for, for having, like, the best villain song ever. And he had the best, like, duet ever, I think, between... And that's that's tough competition, considering he was going up against Snow and Charming. So, yeah. Hook. Good job. You survived breaking, like, a part of yourself and continuing on in this. So, the show, the show goes on, and you definitely made it happen Brittany I feel like I can't even choose because it's two people I feel like they come as a package deal um I want to say snowing but if I have to choose I'll choose snow white I think something that we always get throughout the seasons is that charming and snow wanted Emma they wanted to raise her they wanted this life, that, this magical life that she could have had as a princess and Emma wouldn't have those abandonment issues and loneliness and all that stuff. But in this episode, we get the flashbacks of how she wished upon a star on how to defeat the evil queen, but more so it has to do with Emma. And I really like that that comes into, into play in the present where Emma... Although she felt alone, she wasn't really alone. And I feel like that's due to her parents. And mostly Snow. I feel like they weren't there, but they actually were. And it's just... They set this episode in motion. And their daughter got a happy ending. And I think that's all they ever wanted. So, Snow Wing slash Snow White. My MVP. Okay. And uh, mine, Wicked Always Wins. Zelina. Hands down. And not just because of uh, the golden music note that I gave her song, which her song was fantastic. Just an overall MVP for Zelina as a whole. I mean, the song was great. Her twirling with uh, Regina at the wedding was fantastic. But what I loved the most as a person that's enjoyed Rebecca Mater and her interpretation of the Wicked Witch is that we finally have a redemptive arc for her. She has been accepted into Team Heroes. She is a member of Team Heroes and she's helping out. And even though she no longer has magic, she has proved herself to be a worthy asset to the team. So I guess she's the new Belle since Belle isn't really doing anything. Sorry, (laughs) Belle for the shade. But uh, I just am just 
obscenely happy that they've finally given her a redemptive arc that is sticking. So kudos to Zelina in this episode. So now it's time to rate the episode. We've been rating each song with musical notes. Now it's back to our bushel of apples. We're going to rate the episode from 1 to 10. The point system is allowed, and if you deem the episode worthy of more than 10, you may grant it the coveted golden apple. And we'll go in the same order. So that means, Katie, you are first. Okay, well, I'm going to give this episode a golden apple for sure. Um, This episode lived up to all the hype. And in the most amazing ways, everyone's songs were fantastic. Even Regina's, who I didn't, who I didn't like as much, I still loved it. This, they just did such a good job with the musical and encompassing the show. And um, and the wedding was beautiful too. And even if if we couldn't have a separate episode for it, I think this was the best way to do it. I I loved it. It was beautiful. It was just, it was such a poignant episode. And I will always, this will be an episode that makes it into my top five, top ten, once upon a time, favorite once upon a time episode list. So kudos to them. All right, now I'll go next and I'm going to give it a golden apple as well. It was the most fun beautiful to look at, beautiful to listen to episode of Once Upon a Time ever. It was just spectacular. Like, when I initially heard that they were going to do a musical, I was a little bit worried, but it surpassed my expectations by tenfold, by a hundredfold. It was just so much fun to watch. And if this was the musical episode that we were going to get this season as we're rushing to a final battle, I'll accept it. I liked it. A lot of the songs are going to be on heavy rotation on my iPhone in the car because they were just so much fun. Like even like the worst song in this, uh, in, in this musical, which would have been for me, the Charmings versus the Evil Queen, was still a, a fun song to at least see visually. So kudos all around to everyone in the cast and to the songwriters and, and to the, the orchestra. It was just a beautifully done episode. Brittany, what about you? How would you rate this episode? I got to continue the Golden Apple train. Choo-choo, guys. It was outstanding standing episode uh one of those that you know you're gonna rewatch over and over again you're gonna listen to the music you're gonna remember the wedding and how in love these two crazy kids are um even Zelina how far she's come Regina how far she's come it's everyone's journey of who they used to be in the flashbacks to who they are now um as Regina says in in the middle of the episode you know I stopped your parents wedding or I interfered the least I could do is save yours. And she does that. She finds a way. And it just, it was just such a good episode. Awesome. And Priscilla, to close things out. Finishing off with the gold. So ev- gold, 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 gold. Everybody gold all around. Like, the, I was thinking to myself, like, what could bring this, this 
this monumentous, like this beautiful occasion down. I couldn't really think of anything. Even the stuff that's like evil, like Rumpel coming back and the the Black Fairy, like they're there for a reason. They're there for you to have a foil, for you to have something to to rage at and they they did their jobs everything here was great Uh, granted i also kind of agree with what you said before that um the special effects did leave something to need to look forward to like we needed something for that but um i'm not mad at it it's 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 it was a great episode. This this stands the test of time. This is my once more with feeling for once upon a time. All right now. So on that note, musical note, it's time to get a little spoilery, right, Katie? Yes, it is. It's time to get a little spoilery. Here are some spoilers for upcoming episodes of Once Upon a Time. This is your official spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Um, As always, you can check out our official Facebook like page by visiting facebook.com forward slash storybookweeklymirror. And you can visit my site at storybookmirror.tumblr.com. So we have some very sad and very surprising news to report. And as people who've been listening will know, this came as a total shock to me. I speculated... I speculated that the show would be back and that Colin, Jen, Bobby, and Lana would return. And through all of that, I never suspected that maybe Jennifer Morrison would not return. And she is not going to be coming back as Once Upon a Time if the show gets a seventh season. She posted this morning, and here's what she posted. As I reached the end of my six-year contract on Once Upon a Time, I was faced with a significant decision. ABC, Eddie Kitsis, and Adam Horowitz very generously invited me to continue as a series regular. After very careful consideration, I've decided that creatively and personally, it is time for me to move on. Emma Swan is one of my favorite characters that I've ever played. My six years on Once Upon a Time has changed my life in the most beautiful ways. I'm absolutely blown away by the passion and commitment of the other... of the ones are fans. I'm so honored to have been a central part of such a special show. I'll be forever grateful to Adam, Eddie, and ABC for giving me the gift of playing Emma Swan. As I move on to other creative endeavors, I will continue to attend the fan conventions whenever my professional schedule allows. I will always look forward to meeting the fans. If ABC Network does in fact order season seven, I've agreed to appear and to appear in one episode, and I'll most certainly continue to watch Once Upon a Time. The creativity of the showrunners has always inspired me, and I cannot wait to see the ways that they continue to evolve and reinvent the show. I really, I mean, this morning I woke up so happy from the musical, and then, like, an hour later this news came out, and, like, I literally, it sounds so dumb because this is, like, a fictional show and a fictional character, but I literally... My heart just dropped. I I don't even know how to describe it. Like, I've been so invested in this show for so long and in this character. And for this news to come out now when we only have one week left is, like, really... It's really crushing. I don't know why. Like, the show was always leading towards being close to its end anyway, 
But I, I genuinely thought there would have been a season seven and that Jennifer Morrison was going to be in it. Maybe to cut her episodes in half, but I never thought that maybe that she would only return for one episode rather than seven or ten. And it's it just it hurts a lot, which it sounds so dumb, but that's how it feels. Which I kind of feel like a lot of you guys felt the same too. Yeah, I I agree. I was surprised out of everyone. Mm-hmm. Like I would have thought she would have returned, and I know that the rumors were that she would only be in it half the time. But now I'm starting to believe that the rumors, or at least the reporting, wasn't fully accurate. Because first of mm-hmm. all, like she didn't make this decision over the weekend. Like sh- no. they had to have known this for a while, and maybe it was ABC that was just like, please don't. Um, discuss this until x y and z because then people will will start thinking a that it's canceled or b that we're going to be killing you off or something like that like keep it hush hush which i Mm -hmm. guess i can get that but it just it feels like she and and the media were like stringing us along because for the Mm -hmm. longest it was like oh you know um colin and her are a package deal which i Mm -hmm. guess that sort of made sense at the time but if you really think about it colin did not become a series regular at the same time she did so his contract would not have been expiring soon anyway yeah he has one more season apparently exactly and some of the others that haven't really ever been mentioned in returning like zelina and uh, bell they wouldn't have a similar contract to the others because they didn't join the series until later on as well so it's the reporting has obviously been wrong and it's confusing Mm -hmm. and it makes me almost believe that even the current reporting isn't right either because i just don't know what to believe i know i don't know what to believe either but if the reporting isn't to be trusted then who's to say that rumple doesn't die in the finale. Yeah, exactly. Because that could also have been the whole sort of PR spin, kind of like what they did with uh, Emma. So, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. it's disappointing, it's, mm-hmm. and, and especially since she's only going to be in one episode. So Yeah, like, how can you continue the show on without her? Like, I think we all agree that she, if anything, is a central character. I mean, it is an ensemble show, and everyone plays a very integral part, but... I've always felt like she was the main, main character of the show. And to, like, get rid of her, it feels like Castle all over again. When they it decide does. to get rid of Beckett. Yeah. It, that's exactly what it feels like. And it just... I know it was her decision. I mean, that's what I'm getting from all these interviews. And I get it. But I'm still so sad. Like, I, I really wish I'd had more time to process this. Not... To be so happy from last night's ep- or from Sunday night's episode, and to have literally seven days until the finale, and to be like, "Well, this is the last seven days you're gonna have with Emma Swan." The, Except the for time- maybe, yeah. No. No, the timing is is horrible for the fans, mm-hmm. and I mean they talk about like the fans that you know we do this for you and you know all that stuff, and we wouldn't be big if it weren't for you. It's like, well, yeah, I'm gonna take some pride in that because we we do watch the show, we love the show, and you owe us to be honest with us. You need to let us prepare to say goodbye. Seven mm-hmm. days is not enough. Even if some fans are gonna continue for the next season, we're saying goodbye to Emma anyway. 
Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have Emma as their favorite character and the main. She is the daughter. She is the she is the daughter of Snowing of Prince Charming mm-hmm. and Snow White. And I mean, and then if Colin is still going to be there, I'm just I don't know if I'm going to be interested in a story where they're just married and he's they're not going to be here. And from experience, I've seen shows where they get rid of the main lead and the shows do not do well. Mhm. So if they knew that this season was going to be the last with Jennifer, I don't know why they didn't just end it properly. I'm very exactly. sad about that. It just mm, it just sits wrong in my mouth. Yep, and for a lot of fans, and that's just really horrible. You do not treat your fans this way. Okay, yeah, exactly. Um, I was going to click read... Uh, a thing that I wrote today, I wrote this after the news came out and just said I should read it. So I'm just going to read it real quick and then we're going to go on to the ratings. Okay, here's what I said. I'm writing this because I'm heartbroken and I think writing out my feelings will be cathartic. We have one week left with Emma Swan. I can say without any hesitation, Emma Swan became my favorite character of all time from the very second she walked on screen in the pilot. I've never felt more connected to a show than I have with Once Upon a Time. I think most people can pinpoint a specific show they connected deeply to and will always love. Once Upon a Time is that show for me. Jennifer Morrison's announcement seemed like a nail in the coffin to me. I poured so much into gathering news for the show, reporting on it, pouring my love into it. Now here we are at the end. Whether the show continues into a season 7 or not, it will be vastly different. I've said it over and over, but it's finally hit me just what this what that means it feels real now i've shed lots of real tears this morning i think kelly described it best when she said that last night we were celebrating a wedding and this week will feel like a funeral regardless of how sad i am i can't help but reflect on what the show has done for me it brought me my best friends who i never would have met had it not been for the show we have an unending bond now that extends past the borders of the show It brought me confidence when I created this blog, had fun working on it, and connected with so many other fans of the show. It actually got me to Comic-Con last year, which I never would have dreamed of attending. It made me happy every single Sunday night at 8 p.m. It provided me with countless happy encounters, headcanons, fics, gifs, videos, and discussions with so many beautiful people. For all of that, I am grateful. As we bid Jennifer Morrison farewell, I mourn for the loss of Emma Swan, but smile for her existence. I'm so grateful for Jen and all she poured into this favorite character of mine. Wherever Once Upon a Time goes from here, I am forever thankful for all it's brought to so many people. A happy beginning now is ours. And after that, we can't talk about it. We could talk about it to death. But I'm just going to get into the ratings for the musical episode. And unfortunately, they did dip down from last week. They dipped down to an 0.8 in the demographics and down to 2.84 million viewers. But we have to keep in mind that the MTV new, the MTV awards were on last night. So that could have had an impact. So that's all I've got to say. All right. So on that somber note, join us next time for a brand new installment of Storybook Weekly Mirror. Once again, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives.
You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Storybrooke Weekly Mirror and subscribe. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Mirror. Follow us on Tumblr, storybrookweeklymirror.tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Thanks, announcer. Co-hosts, please wish the listeners a musical good night. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Loved it. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, golden music notes for all of you. Download new episodes of Storybook Weekly Mirror every Tuesday via iTunes and the Poppy Chulo Radio Archives. Good night. Good night.